0: The Aligned Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapstick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering
1: up because we know motherhood is hard, like
0: really, really hard, <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you.
1: Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together.
0: Welcome back mamas. Today we have a guest speaker named Linda and I'm so excited for this. Um, Nikki has been talking non-stop about her ever since she met her a few weeks ago or I guess it's been a little over a month now.
1: In a while but yeah, yeah you're you're not lying.
0: Yeah <laughs> and so I'm just really excited about this. Um, her topic today is learning to sing through the, our struggle.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah and I, I just want to do a brief intro to Linda because You are one of those people, you know, sometimes you meet somebody, not only was I just like inspired and in awe and just, you have that. So basically I'll, I'll rewind. We were at a women's event that I actually didn't want to go to. I was so busy. I was just like, ah, it's just, okay, I'll show up. And then they said, Hey, why don't you speak? So I was like, okay. So I went there and I see this woman up there speaking and she's got that million dollar smile. (laughs) And what are you, what are you like? 45 years old, something like that.
2: Mm, Almost double that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: she just has this aura about her and that million dollar smile. And I tell you what, hearing her testimony and the way she presented it, I feel like she's a diamond in the rough. So I immediately was like, well, we're, we're actually starting this podcast thing. Would you, would you be up for it? Um, and she wasn't going to say yes right away, of course, but eventually we talked her into it, but her and I just had a special connection. I hope you feel the same (laughs) as I did. Yes, I I do. uh, yeah. And I just my friend said it so perfectly because she made this impression not just on me. Sadly, I just I kind of wanted it selfishly just for me. But a couple of my other friends were like, I just wanted to take her home in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. You <laughs> just need a Linda in your pocket to yeah. boost your spirit yeah, all the time. Yeah, so you gotta Pull move closer. Out. But she's in California, representing the West Coast. Um, we just wanted to bring her in. She has um such a way of presenting and she has got a great testimony. So however you want it, you know take it from here, Linda, feel free to.
2: Okay. Yes. I, I, I remember very clearly when I first met Nikki and just like you were, I was so nervous. And then I was seeing all these young uh, girls and women and, you know, I deal with a Hispanic community and so everybody's white. I think I'm Mexican. So that's a problem. I'm not, but I've just taken on that culture. And she's blind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That was by, that's a long story, but anyway, well, you know I was I was very nervous, and everybody's really like educated and dignified. I really don't have too many of those qualities, but you know I was asked if I would speak, and I, I was excited. I always love to share the word of God. If there's anything I value in my life, it's my love for God's word because that's what has sustained me, that has brought me through so much of life, and taught me how to live, you know, rich or poor, Nikki, healthy, sick, happy, sad, God's word is that anchor, that rock, you know, so I was excited, and then Nikki went up first, and she's like this fireball, you know, just young and energetic, and like, sitting on that chair so proper, and like, hands everywhere, and I was like, oh, God, why do I have to follow this, you know, but I I, I latched on to her message, and it just touched my heart to go through a storm like that and still be smiling and still wanting to go forward and to see the result of what God did and is doing. And I really was honored that I could meet her and fellowship with her and Tabitha, so many of the young girls, you know, it was a great blessing. And I wanted my desire always is to build the women up you know it's it's a dark days we're living in it's a hard culture it's a hard world that we live in and sometimes we don't feel like we fit you know we try this we try that and we just can't find our place but when you get into the word of god and you allow god's presence to just keep you we fit we count We have value. We have purpose. And that's my whole goal. i love to share the word of God and this message here. Why, you know, singing through our struggles, singing through the, if you remember that musical with Gene Kelly singing in the rain, that's where God spoke to me. And I rewrote that song actually. And I rewrote it singing through the rain, singing through the pain and,
0: are you going to I, sing it for us?
2: I could, I, I could, <laughs> but you would lose all your followers at that <laughs> point. But I've learned that, you know, when we first, and I um, this is part of my testimony, we first got saved. Before we were saved, I had a, I was only married a year and a half. Even before I was married, it was a bad relationship, right? It was bad. I don't, I just had some weird values, you know about why I had to get married. So I wasn't pregnant, but we got married and it was a very uh, terrible marriage, very violent, very, and I just was lost. I thought this was um, getting married was going to make me happy. And I, I was sharing with some of the friends that we got married. We all have a song, don't we? Don't you have a song?
1: We do We We have this,
2: especially like when you're dating or whatever, you know, your wedding thing. But I said, when I first got married, I was singing this song, I could only give you love that lasts forever. That's all right. But 53 years later, my song has been precious Lord, take my hand, lead me home, help me stand. I'm weak. I'm tired. I'm worn, right? The song changed. The song changed. My love hasn't changed. My love has grown. But because of life, the song changes. But one thing I remember, when, my, when we first got saved, my husband, he said, Lynn, the first Christian service we went to, he came home, he said, they sing. They sing. I was singing. I was like, you were singing because I didn't go with him to the first service he went as a Christian, he said, yeah, they sing. And all of a sudden, my husband's walking around his house singing scripture songs and gospel songs, you know, our radios on Christian music. And it, w- it was amazing. He said, I never sang before, like to God, wow. but it brought to my mind Psalm 40. And I'm going to read that. I know it pretty much by heart, but I will. But it says, The psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he heard my cry, right? And that's how I saw our lives. We were messed up, and inside there was a cry, and I have a praying mother and a praying grandmother, and God was hearing that cry, whether we knew it, and it says, and then he lifted me out of this horrible pit. That's where we were in life. We were in a bad place, and he set my feet on a rock. And established my way. So all of a sudden, our life changed direction. Now God has heard our cry. He's lifted us up. We're on a rock. We're built on Jesus now. But the first thing he did is he put a new song in my mouth. It says, even praise to the Lord. And many are going to see it and put their trust in God. So when we come to Jesus, a song births in our heart. And it's worship. All of a sudden, we're aware of God. We want to sing to him. We want to worship him. But then, pow, situations happen. And our song changes sometimes. Or sometimes we become silent. But it can't be that way. We have to learn to sing through the struggle, through the pain. In fact, sometimes we don't, when we're going through really hard times, it's even hard to acknowledge God. Because our heart is just overwhelmed, and we're like the psalmist, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I would say, what happens in our life that silences our song? Our praise, our worship, our song should never stop. It's an eternal song. If you read the Psalms, if you read the Old Testament, the Chronicles, you know. Even Moses, when they crossed the Dead Sea, the first thing Miriam did was sing. She got the tambourine and they sang, you know, and I heard a message that they sang the right song, but at the wrong side, they should have been singing it before. And many times we can avoid so much um, grief or discouragement if we would learn to keep that song in our heart. And I put here everyone reign or those struggles might be different right Right. but everyone should have the same song and that song should be praise to God Psalm 107 Psalm 106 Psalm 108 it says over and over again give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever so if God's love endures forever
1: let's keep
2: a song. I don't want to just keep talking. because
1: no, I, I, talk I um, so for those, I'm just going to go to a certain instance in your walk, in your life, in your testimony, for those women that maybe are married to somebody that whether Christian or not Christian, it just doesn't feel right. The relationship isn't going right. Is it possible? And I know you have a good testimony for something like that.
2: Is it possible to sing?
1: Well, is it possible that I guess in the, in a way that that can turn around if you think it's too far gone or whatever. Uh, and then, yes, that is in essence what you're doing.
2: Okay. So two weeks from today, I'll be celebrating 53 years of marriage.
1: Congratulations.
2: And it's like, you know, they say a, a good wine, it gets better as it gets older. Right. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it has more value. It has so much more. And I know but, you know, coming to Christ or praying about your marriage, is not like a magic formula. We have to line up how we're going to live as wives, as women, as mothers with God's word. And God taught me early in our marriage because we had to deal with a lot of forgiveness. And my thank God my husband, you know, God just dramatically changed him from night to day. And he was this before he was this violent angry I hate you type of man that was our language too I love you you know I'd come home and he had cleaned the house and I was like what's who are you (laughs) yeah no honest I kept thinking that you know when he first accepted Christ he had smoked something that just made him funny and weird you know but his diligence and his love and his I'd see him you know on our bedroom floor, just praying, crying out to God. And I couldn't fight that. I couldn't go in there and start a fight or something. I I repented. I, I really repented. And, but there were still things in my life that I didn't like, that I was discouraged about, that he would upset me about. And I would think on those things, right? Especially when we first accepted Christ, because he was like, a maniac out witnessing all the time. He wanted to sell all our belongings and let's just go preach, preach. You know, I just, I want to be here. I want to be, you know, so I was, you know, I can still remember. We, If you ever remember Ola and mill studio, they would come and take your pictures, you know? So we had an appointment and we were all getting ready, but some brothers stopped by and they were all each up cheering Jesus, this and that. And it was time for our pictures. And he's, still talking and the photographer is getting mad. So I called him in the room and we had a full out fight, right? Balling, crying in our pictures. We both have these <laughs> bloodshot eyes. like, like <laughs>
0: It's like <laughs> the Instagram verse reality. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was. But, you know, so beautifully one day, just being in the word, I came to Philippians 4. And what does it say there? It says, you know, don't be anxious about anything, right? But through prayer and thanksgiving with uh, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let God know your request. So, and the God of peace shall keep your hearts and minds. But then the next verse in eight, it says, and think on these things whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is worthy of praise, whatever is honest. And God spoke to my heart. He told me, Linda, I know what's wrong with your husband but you need to see what I've done in his life. You need to think he goes to work every day. He comes home. You're not, he's paying the bills. He, you know, he just began to talk to me about my husband. And I began to understand that I had a responsibility to see the good and to build on the good and to praise God for the good and the bad. God would take care of. I don't need to be the Holy Spirit and say, do you see this? Do you see that? I need to say, God, I thank you that you changed this man's life. God, I thank you that he loves my children. God, I thank you that he comes home to me. God, I thank you that we have food. And as I began to change that in my mind, turning it God word instead of manual word, like manual, you got to change this. You got to Something in my heart changed. And again, a song, a gratitude, a gratefulness for the mercy of God. And to this day, we we've learned to compliment each other. I'm not a good receiver of compliments because I know everything that's wrong with me. I'm like, are you sure? Like even when Nikki saw me, I was like, right. Yeah, okay. But, I think
1: there's been Instagram posts on that. Like, it's like, I like your watch. Ooh, it's cheap. I got it from Goodwill. Yeah. I,
0: but I like yeah. your hair. Oh, this?
1: Like, yeah, no, it's so just, cute. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just need to learn to say thank you.
1: That, yeah.
2: Yes, thank you. And not only that, recognize that we are who we are by the grace of God. Yeah. And how all our flaws and all our insecurities, God allows those things. So we can be totally dependent on God. And it's, you know, it's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. And I was thinking how in um, Psalm 34, you know, the the psalmist writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Now, where I have to learn that is when I'm driving, because I I can't take it. I can't take the traffic. I can't take a certain culture of drivers on the road. I tell them, I can tell you what, who's driving that car. And so I'm repenting. Oh God, please forgive me. Give me that song. Keep my heart heavenward. Keep my mind heavenward. And there's great joy and victory in that. And John 10 10, we all know that it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what does he want to take? Does the devil want to take your credit cards? Does he want your house or your car? No, he wants your song. Remember, he was the song leader in heaven. He directed worship to God. And he began to say, wait a minute. I want some praise. I want some worship. So he wanted the song to go to him. So when he, I, this is my theology. It's probably all wrong. But when he was thrown out of heaven, he took a song with him and that song is murmuring it's doubt it's fear it's complaining against god it's un- that's a song he wants to take our song he wants to take our joy he wants to take our faith he don't care about you know the natural things nope right
1: so what do you say with unless you unless you have a course of this podcast, but what, what do you say? I know there's been times for myself, um, you know, where I feel like I'm at the top of the mountain in praise and joy and faith and all those things. I feel so close to God. And then there's times, even when things are going good, sometimes it just seems like it's further away or that song just, it really isn't in your heart as strong. So what do you say to something like that?
2: I say it's, it's, it's a song of faith. It's a, we sing it whether we like it or not. Right. by faith. And I was thinking, I think it's Psalm 42 where David is like in a bad place. Right. And he's talking about like all these great things are happening, but now my soul is so downcast within me. And he begins to question himself. Why am I so downcast? Why put your hope in God? But in that Psalm, let me see if I remember, and I don't have my glasses. So it's um, it, it said, he says oh look at he says now my, my tears have been my food day and night and men say to me where's your God these things I remember as I pour out my soul and look at what he says here how I used to go with the multitude leading the song in the house of God and that Letting go of that song. He, now he's in a downcast place.
1: We have a little girl knocking at the door. What does she need? She
2: wants a
0: costume on,
1: a doggy costume. <laughs> Sadie, in just a minute, okay? You gotta wait. We'll be done. Okay.
2: <laughs> Life. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see? But do you see the, the thing? Sometimes, like I when we lose that song and maybe we think we're all right but if we really take inventory we can see what we've let go of or what we've let in that we shouldn't you know i'd like like i like to watch these id tv and murder in the neighborhood all these weird shows right and then at night i'm like oh lord I can't sleep. Why have I lost my sleep? You <laughs> I wonder <know>? why. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, shut off that stuff, you know? And then I'm like looking for some good Christian YouTube videos or something. But it, I think it's up to us to maintain that song. Yeah. Even if, you know, we get so distracted and so bogged down and trying to fill some hole that really isn't there, you know, God's present. I always say, you, me, we're children of God. And in Corinthians, Paul says, God chose these instruments of clay. And I might even share that the retreat because it means a lot to me. You know, clay, dirt, right? Without Christ, we're really nothing. But he chose each one of us to indwell his spirit. He put this treasure in earthen vessels, dirt, clay, But God values us so much and he sees our potential way beyond what we see that he entrusted his Holy Spirit to live in us. Think about that. We are a carrier of the presence of God. That's valuable. Why don't we sing?
0: Yeah, that's good. I know sometimes when, um, you know, going through a hard time, I just recently lost a close friend. And lately, um, and she was a mother, she was my age, 33. Um, and I watch her little girl. And so my heart's just been breaking with all her little girl's questions. And, you know, it's been really hard. And so lately, I've just been playing um, the song, there'll be joy in the morning by Torn Wells. And it I love it when he says, you know, if it's not good, then he's not done with it. And I just keep singing that because it's like you can so easily, like, you know, that God is good and you know he is sovereign and you know all these things. But it's like when you're in the midst of something hard, it's like your heart can wander, you know. And so I just keep replaying that over and over. My <laughs> family's like, you're going to get sick of it. And I'm like, I just needed to play to remind me. I just keep hearing that so that, you know, to. Like, you know that, but just to keep it in the forefront of your mind, you said it, it, you said said it well, Linda
1: too. It's like whatever you're feeding yourself, right? So if you're listening to rap music about not doing appropriate things with women or whatever life, I mean, are you going to be super happy or you're listening to heavy metal stuff? Are you going to come out and be a little depressed? Well, likely I do think when in the morning, if we're playing Christian music, we are just going to be 25% happier just by having that music in the background. So it is amazing what you feed yourself. And even like you said, you, you know, you need it, especially now,
2: you know? Well, and it's a, it's a tool that God has given us. I mean, do we take advantage of everything, especially in this country, we have so much access to things to build up our faith, to keep our heart and our mind. And we can be so distracted from that. I remember when my daughter was going through her divorce and they were Christians and it was very hard for me. I, I couldn't understand, like, can't you guys just forgive each other and I'll get on. And, and my granddaughter, I had a keyboard in, I call it the toy room. And she was really well versed on the keyboard and singing. And she was singing this song and it's a secular song. And I don't know, I think it's called Say Something. I don't know, but it says, Say something. I'm giving up on you. And it talks about this terrible breakup, right? Well, I'm listening to her sing that. And all of a sudden, that's all I could say something. He's giving up on her. I was so distraught over that. And she was so affected through their divorce. But I believe it was that feeding. You know, the, the world cannot feed our spirit the the music the songs and I mean I love to go see a musical or something but I don't I was telling some of the ladies that in my car because my grandkids the older ones they would get in and they change my station you know and I nope back here nope back grandma I said no this car belongs to God his presence is in this car This is the channels we listen to 89.7, 899.5, 100.3, you know, and I started naming all these Christian stations. And yesterday I was sitting here doing homework with my grandson and I was watching, actually, I was watching a video from our service because it was ladies night and during the worship and he starts singing and then I start singing And we were singing, you know, tear off the roof, lower me down, whatever it takes to get close to you. And he was griping about his homework. uh, And next thing I knew, he was just zipping through it. And I, I was seeing again the power of that song of God. Sing the song. You know, there's another song where the children of Israel are taken captive. And it says they hung up their hearts. And they no longer sing the song and we can do it we can do it with like that grief losing a friend it's i it's a very horrible experience and questions and and fear for the future for that little girl or their children but when we turn on that song something happens and thank god i always say how did why did he give us i don't know why he gave me my voice but why did he give us a voice that can sing? He desires it. Yes, that's so good.
1: We have um, nine minutes left in this one. So we'll just see where we go from here. Um, Can I push a really quick pause? And can you give in like five minutes your really quick testimony and like what you've been doing, like your impact you've had? Maybe we should have started with this, but it's like, amazing what you and your husband have done in your lifetime and what you're, you know, continuing to do. Can you just give like a, you know, real quick synopsis of that?
2: Okay. So meaning since we've come to Christ, Howard.
1: Yeah. Just kind of where God led you again. You know, you I'm sure you would say it wasn't easy always or ever. Right. But look at, you know, what you guys started, like where you started, which was a rocky relationship. Then came God complete overnight. It was kind of like with your husband, but then what you've done with this.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, that was back in 1973. And my husband did have a really a supernatural experience with Christ right here in this house on the living room sofa. You know, he, my mother had given him, my mother was praying for us. I converted Catholic to marry my husband because that's the only way he was going to marry me. And I broke my parents' heart because I grew up in a Christian home. And, you know, he would read to me from his big Catholic Bible, the 10 commandments all the time, which he was breaking all of them. But that day I came home from work. I can still remember it as plain as day. I, you know, I told you we had a very violent relationship and I pulled up and he was here working, watering the yard and, I I looked over and I was like, oh, what now? You know, and he came over the car and he's like, Linda, I found God. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, and then I thank God for that. He says, and I love you. I love you, Linda. I'm like, okay, you know, and look at the trees. He's telling me this whole thing. I never knew the grass was this green and and you're thinking he's I was, on drugs. <laughs> what I did, I, you did. I went back to work and I go, you guys got to see my husband. I don't know what he's been smoking. <laughs> and I remember we were walking out and there I go, I go, look at him. Watch him, watch him. When I come out, you know, and the ladies are all like, but from that day to this day, he was never the same. He had this burning desire. I wasn't even at that time really following the Lord, but we were going to friend's house, to friend's house, to friend's house. Sharing that Jesus had changed his life. And eventually, after two or three weeks of seeing him, I got down on my knees and I repented. I just said, Lord, all I wanted was this man to love me. And he's loving me. And why am I fighting him? It's not him. It's you. I'm fighting. And I'm going to serve you, Lord, with him. Well, we just became like crazy for Jesus. And that's the truth. I mean, everything in our life changed. Everything and we started going to this uh, Lutheran church with Beth Castlebaum. You know, her dad was the pastor. You know Beth
0: Castlebaum?
2: Yes, her daddy was my pastor, Don. And Don, And, and that's where we're going to Guatemala with.
0: That's where we go, Nino Zamato. So I love Small it there. World. And well, there you go. Okay, been... I'll share Linda
1: with you. It's fine. Yeah, we go. Yes. Well,
0: that's where we go. Well,
1: Guatemala. actually.
2: Beth has become like my adopted daughter, you oh, know. She's God. she was just here with me last week, from this Thursday so through crazy. Tuesday. Yeah, you knew that and, we're
0: going to the same place in Guatemala. That's
2: yes, that's just crazy. Yeah, that is. Wow. And her dad, you know, he counseled me, and he was the greatest instrument in our life. He was such a man of God. I don't know very many men like had a heart like that man. But we, he was praying for the Hispanic community. We go to their church because my husband found a bulletin. He was a, worked at the post office and he was looking through the mail and he found this bulletin for King of Glory. So we started going from that. We started an outreach in the barrio. Now look, at this. 11 bars in three blocks in the barrio, the Mexican community wow. after seven years, the last bar became a Spanish church, our church. Every bar closed. But God, people were getting saved. I mean, the priest was mad. He was telling them, don't hang around those. Linda, people. Linda,
1: Linda. What tell us the yes, part you when, when you learned Spanish. OK, so now <laughs> I I'm in the
2: bar, I'm in the bar church. Right. Well, I was still going to the English church. My husband was pastoring the Spanish church. I would stop by the Spanish church and tell the people, oh, God bless you. I love you. I love." You. And one day this elderly woman got my hands and she told me, you don't love us. And I said, what? You know, and I'm like, embarrassing. And she goes, if you loved us, you would be here, not over there at the other church. I didn't speak Spanish. My kids didn't speak Spanish. Why would I be there? Right. Even though my husband was a pastor and. I came home and I told my husband, I was hurt. I was offended because I do love them. I said, I'm going to join you now. And I mean, he was all excited. So I tell my pastor, because I was teaching and doing worship and everything. I said, I'm going to go with my husband. Okay. So I went and week after week sitting there, not knowing anything. Oh, I always felt the women were always talking about me because I didn't understand, you know, and I felt useless. And in the other church, I was very active, very involved. Maybe it, maybe I thought I was very important. That was the problem. <laughs> Pride. So, yeah, there you go. So he puts me in a Spanish church where I don't understand. But one service, I cried. I told the Lord, if you don't help me, understand, I'm going to die spiritually. I'm going to die. I, I'm just sitting here, you know. About two weeks later, I'm sitting in the service and I come home. It makes me cry because it was just the power of God. I told my husband, did you preach in English today? He said, no. And I, I began to tell him everything he preached. Wow. I realized God opened my understanding. Need to I, understood prayer. It. <laughs> right. I understood it. Then I felt like he was telling me, Just speak, because, you know, you hear, and I'm going to tell you, Samantha, you want to learn Spanish, listen to Spanish Christian music, songs that you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll get the words. So I would be watching the words and that, and all of a sudden I felt like this courage, you know, so I would go to the women, hola, como estas, quiero orar por usted, I want to pray for you, pero in English, but I am going to pray in English and little by little god like loosed my tongue oh. now i i can go to mexico i can go to guatemala i can go anywhere and i can minister in spanish i've never studied i've never done any of that but i know that it was the power of god can i and- ask you
1: a serious question mm-hmm. when if you do get upset with your husband now does the spanish come out is it like it just sounds seems more like impactful
2: no <laughs> Actually, you know what's another miracle? When he upsets me now, I'm quiet. Wow. And I know that's, in fact, I was telling my friends the other day, if I had to scream, I don't think I can. Because I had a problem with anger when I was a new Christian. I was mad at my kids. I was, you know, I would yell at them. Honestly, I would say, why do you make a mess? You know, and all that. And one day I was My front door was open, and our mailman was a young man that we had led to the Lord. And I didn't realize he was at my front door, and I was screaming at my kids. And I looked, and he was standing right there. And I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry. And he's like, Oh, it's okay, you know. And he left. I went in my room. I shut the door. I wept. Yeah, I did. I did. I was embarrassed first of all, and I was convicted and I, I just told the Lord, you got to take this out of me. I cannot live like this. This is not a testimony. This is not fair to my kids, even, you know, or my husband, because I could go from zero to 60 faster than a, a, a Tesla. Sure. I
1: know. But then yeah. out in public, you know, you're able to probably hold it together, right. When you need it. Not to. always. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Joyce Myers shares a story where she was yelling at her kids and, um, she had been given God the excuse he was telling her to stop doing that. And she was like, well, I can't control it. And one day she was screaming at her kids and then she had a knock at the door and she opened it and she's like, hello, pastor. And then he's like, you did a pretty good then. And then she was like, that's the day he convicted me. Like, yeah,
2: it's, isn't that something? Because we're to bear the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, That is not, that's the flesh, but seriously, it was there that God just, it it was gone. The anger was gone. I
1: I had a, I had that. I had a temper when I was younger and, um, Eric, even to this day, sometimes there's like, he's like, where are you at? Come on. Where's my sidekick going to stand up for me? And I'm like, well, you know, perhaps they were thinking this way and whatever. Um, I always tell him this. So I did, I, I I'm completely changed. I don't get to a temper very, very, very rarely. And, um, it, it's kind of a miracle, but I do always say that I'm saving my that, uh, fight for something for God in the future. I just know it. I, t- it's almost like he's like having me like, uh, reel it in and know when to use it, not in a temper <laughs> way, but like to be strong and bold. So I'm just like, I'm saving it. I don't know if something's going to happen to kids school or what it is in the future, but it's going to be there, but more controlled. My husband has, but a do did,
2: yeah, did you ever see the reel where they're on a plane from Jamaica? And it says, "Don't ever be on a plane from Jamaica when it's about to go down, because there's a bunch of women, Jamaican women, Christian, I guess, and they are screaming at the top of their lungs. This plane will not go down in the name of oh, Jesus. Right. We will live." <laughs> like I said, that's the times we need that exactly. Scream. Yeah, yeah, you need that, that fight. That's right. What are we going to? But say anyway.
1: Oh, oh. He,
0: he just has the same, he has the same testimony that yeah. he had anger and he had really bad road rage. Um, I mean, I guess not, I don't want to say really bad. Cause it's not like he would right. You know, hurt people be- like that I guess was just different levels, but he not get, controlling it as well. Yeah, and yeah. that's gone now. He's just like, just going to slow down let that person pass. He's like, you don't know who's gonna, got a gun or like, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, he's, he's just, very peaceful. patient. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hmm, I got to work on that one. that's okay we can't be perfect you do still need to need jesus
0: (laughs) Um, so to wrap this up what would you give like three tips for someone that's listening that is um going through like their their new walk with christ and wanting that change or um you know that transformation in their life what would you give as like you know some tips to help them do that i'm
2: I'm going to give the three tips that established me.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: Love the word of God. Make time. I had four small kids. I mean, we got up mornings were crazy. I would get up at four in the morning wow. and just spend an hour just in the word and in prayer. I Sometimes I'd crawl back to bed. Sometimes I would get busy. But we, you have to have that personal devotion with God. Not just rely on church or a TV program, but personal. Love the word, live it, obey it. Journal. I'm a journaler. I mean, I write down not these great journals, but she's my, trying to
1: get me to do this.
2: Teacher, and, I'll, you you know, I'll
1: uncle someday.
2: <laughs> it's it's so powerful because it's almost like your own little Bible. You yeah. can go back. I I read things and I'm like, man. I was really in bad shape then, maybe physically or something because I would just tell God everything through my, it was easier for me to write than yeah. talk, right. believe it or not. The second thing I would say, constant prayer. You learn to make prayer your second language. You breathe prayer. You know, um, my oven's not working. I'm praying over my oven. Um, my so kids remembering are- remembering
1: the small things and that's what I have it such It
2: is. And then somebody
1: is. told me too, it's like, I am like, I don't feel like I hear from God, but God- if the Holy Spirit's in us, He is with us every second. So when you like stub your toe or wh- anything, and even the little things, you can pray for everyone else, but you forget about the little things, and it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. To pray for
2: those. Absolutely, it's it's those are probably the important things because it develops you into a prayer person, mm-hmm. right? It's it's you don't have to be these and those and on your knees and on your face. It's just like washing those dishes. Man, Lord, I wish I could get a new set of dishes. You know, it's just. <laughs> It's just being honest with God. And I think the third, which is really vital, is fellowship. Get connected to a church and get rooted. Get a pastor that will love you, that will watch over you. Mm -hmm. Get around people that truly love God and they're preaching Mm -hmm. the word. And then gather, just like what you guys are doing. This is a wonderful tool because there's some people that are just left in their house all day by themselves, you know, they can click on their phone, get fellowship. Yeah, and then you build a community. a community bond. Yeah. That's and cool. from that, then you're going to learn to now start pouring out of yourself. Right. That is Volunteer for nursery, you know, yeah. Yeah. little things that just start making you feel valued and a part of a family.
0: Right. Yeah. I love that. I was going to share um, with the journaling, it's really cool. Cause I will go back in my journals and then highlight all the prayers that God has answered. And then you can flip through the book and just wow. see like, wow, look at God moving. Cause right. I think sometimes when we don't have those reminders, like, yeah, we know that God, um, answers our prayers, but it's just like the Israelites, you know, like they say to God had them build those, put those stones and stack them so that you could remember and like go through, yeah, it shows monuments. Yeah, it shows it can be like a physical reminder, like, wow, he really does hear me, you know. Yeah. And sometimes they're quickly answered, but sometimes it's like, you know, seven years later, and then, like, oh, Five he did, it,
2: you yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah. some we're still waiting on. Exactly. Some haven't been highlighted, but that doesn't mean that I love that new song, Trusting God. You know, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Yeah. And I was telling Sunday at church, I was telling him, you know, I don't know if you ever listened to the words we're singing. But I was singing those Sunday. And I said, wait a minute. I can't say that I sought you and you answered all the time. But then quickly, the Holy Spirit said, yes, I did. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I just didn't, you know, jump at your command. I'm doing what God says. So God is always answering. And I was thinking about my journal. I said, Sometimes my journal looked like a hospital waiting room. It was just 500. This person's sick and this person's that and this person's this. And this. And I, one day I said, don't do that no more. Don't write. You know, God is more than a doctor, but it's whatever is in our heart at that moment we need to bear. But back to real quick in my testimony, I just want to say from that little outreach, then the Spanish church started and Actually, we had it in our home for a year until our neighbors got a petition. They didn't want all these people parking and walking across their lawns and all that. Stand behind so, me, Satan. No, just yeah, especially <laughs> this group of people, you know. But God, through that, God birthed our church. And God has given us the opportunity, me and Manuel. You know, we've gone to Russia. We've ministered in orphanages in Russia, conferences in Russia. We've gone to, in fact... Next month, we're going back down to a church we planted in southern Mexico that right now through that church, they planted 10 churches. Wow. We go, we've go. we gone to India. My husband's gone 13 times. We had a young man live with us from India. Um, my son went to Bible school with him. And this young man has birthed, I don't know, like 40 churches. My husband's gone to Nigeria. We, Wherever God leads us, we're going to go. And God has always provided. We're we're a very small church. We're not attached to a dom- denomination, so we're self keeping, you know. And I think I shared with the women when my husband quit his job at the post office, which was very hard for me. He was three years from being able to collect his retirement. Like, wow. and I told him, "Can't you wait three years?" You know, what's three years? He said, "Even his supervisor said, Manuel." take a six month, leave of an absence and come back after the six months. And I had just read the letter he had written for his resignation. And I wept when I read it because he, he thanked them. But he said, if I don't respond to God today, he might not call tomorrow. Oh, wow. so and funny. he left that job. And I remember our pastor came to convince me to let him go because he's <laughs> not going to do it if I'm not. And I remember I was I just had given birth and I was laying in bed and our pastor was sitting he didn't realize that he was sitting on my dresser and I made him so nervous that because I was bawling my eyes out right when he got up he left his butt imprint in my dresser <laughs> he sweated <laughs> so bad I, forever I was I said I will never forget Pastor Ray you know <laughs> but we. St- Like you guys say, it's tough financially. You know, we went from a nice secure job to $425 every two weeks. And there were six of us. God never failed us. It wasn't easy. There were times I was so scared and worried. I mean, I, you know. And not only that, I was maybe envious because I saw my friends going here and doing that and their kids were wearing jelly belly shoes. And my kids couldn't afford jelly belly. Don't worry, I tell them, you'll get them when they don't want them no more, you know. <laughs> hey, that's an idea. Yeah. so it had to I got had to deal with a lot of in me insecurities mm-hmm. and attitudes. I remember one time I was crying about my friends because they would go out and have breakfast and, and I couldn't I was on a budget a very limited budget and they weren't inviting come and pay you know pay and I told her what do I do and it, <laughs> it's funny but and I know God probably didn't say that but I got the thought just get poorer friends get friends that don't have money like you and you guys will all be happy or miserable <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least maybe you can get a step ahead of them too right don't feel like you're yeah. lagging so much
2: but I'll tell you what God taught me how to use coupons. God taught me how to make a weekly menu. God taught me how to, one time these soldiers for Christ or victory outreach guys stopped by, right? There was like 12 men. And then my husband comes in the kitchen. He goes, take some something to eat. And I'm like, what? You know, oh, got a pomegranate. meat. This is my kid's dinner. And he goes, you can do it. You just, pray. you can do it. I made 12 hamburgers that you could see through. (laughs) (laughs) They were see through and lettuce and everything I could put up. And these guys ate like a feast. And I saw there how God will just take our little, like that widow that just had the flour and the Mm -hmm. oil, right? Just
1: reading that today.
2: Yeah, he can take it. So we can't look at the natural. We can't look at our checkbook. We can't look at, you know, those things, what we do is look at our provider.
1: Amen. Jehovah for those, Jireh. I would say for those that have never crossed over and never really tasted and see how good the Lord is, you know, I get it. You know, it seems like, oh, you're just sacrificing, giving up all these things. But until you do... You will never find like this insane um, contentment. There's just, like you said, the joy of the little things. And it's like, it opens your eyes to a different world, a different way of living. You can lay your head down at night. There's just such peace that comes with it. So it's just one of those things. If you haven't tried it, I realize that it, you know, on paper, it might not, you know, look so good, but I tell you what, once you taste it, you will not go back. Yes.
2: Well, and then what God gives is, uh, you know, it's it's you can't purchase it in this mm-hmm. with our natural money, and it is that ability to lay down or even to look back at our life and say, Man, did God use my life? What a what a story, what a testimony that God took me, like I say, this clay, this earthen vessel, but today I'm talking to you guys. That that's God, you know. And God gave you girls this vision, so God is using that. And all you gotta do is pay your internet bill and your bank <laughs> bill. And, and Our families
0: starve, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And 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 they 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 won't, they think I'm they just will. Kidding. Yeah. Right. You know, right. We ate so much cereal, <laughs> cereal for breakfast, cereal for dinner, you know, but now it's so. Just wonderful. And really, I've been blessed because we got a new family in the church. And this man, you know, the first we took them out to eat to get to know them. And he said, Wait, I have something in the car for you. And we're like, Really? And he came with this slab of New York steaks that I sliced up and made about 20 steaks and a big chub of 10 pounds of the best ground meat. And I opened my freezer and I go, Oh, man wow. don't ever let him leave the church <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> one time um when me and my husband had a faith walk god called him to quit the job and actually it's kind of funny that um similar story he uh was about to get it was one month and he was about to get an eight thousand dollar bonus that he had already earned but if he didn't stay that one month um and we felt like the lord was saying like no leave and so we had to like step away from that and everyone thought we were crazy um yes but we were, I had a moment where one night I was praying and I really wanted a study Bible and it's just, you know, our needs were being met, but there was like no extra and, you know, Bibles can be expensive. And so yes. I was just praying about it. And the next day at Bible study, um, a friend of mine, she said, I bought a study Bible. I can't remember. She said three or five years ago. Cause. She's like, the Lord told me you need to buy this for someone when she was at a conference and she goes, and I didn't know who it was. And for so long, I was like, well, maybe I just didn't hear the Lord. Right. Like, you know, she bought it and she's like, all right, Lord, who's this Bible for? And she's like, I think that Bible for you. And yeah, it was incredible. just like, gives me goosebumps. And if you, that Bible right now, I need to get it rebound because it's been used so much wow. and like, it's your just companion. falling apart. Yeah.
1: She does this, uh, Linda talking about, I know you have to run to your grandson, she does this on, she does pray for the little thing. She'll pray for Converse shoes that she gets at Goodwill. There's like crazy things she prays for. She has a little list she prays for them and somehow she walks home with them.
0: Well, it's to be a good steward. Like if yes. I want something, I'll right. like write it down and be like, these are my wants, Lord. And, but like, I'll thrift it. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I also think it's okay
1: to pray for your desires, right? You're not praying for something crazy. Absolutely. And like you said, your yes. husband said, go get it, go buy those for $60. And you're like, nope. So I think that's so beautiful.
2: No, and okay. it. it- God does do it all. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's again, developing that intimate personal relationship where he can do those things for you. Right. Mm-hmm. My neighbor's husband's not going to take care of my needs, but my husband really knows, like I know our anniversary is coming and he's always saying, what's your favorite perfume? <laughs> I'm like, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. God would know.
1: Yeah. God would know. Ask you Jesus, know, shows up, about Your husband's it. like, hey.
2: <laughs> um, okay. Just give so, me the Macy's card. No. <laughs> That's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> give me the cash. Okay, so last question before we end. What are you having for dinner tonight?
2: Actually, we're having a bondiga soup.
0: soup. What's that entail?
2: Okay, because I have women's Bible study and Unfortunately, I started this bad habit of trying recipes on the ladies every Tuesday night for Biles. So now they come with a fork in their hand, right? <laughs> a bondiga soup, though, is a Mexican soup and it's meatballs. You know, you make your meatballs with a little bit of cooked rice and onion and oregano. Uh, and you make your meatballs with the eggs, sticking together, cook them in boiling water, skim off the yuck. And then you throw in, you know, carrots, potatoes. Bell pepper, squash, and uh, tomato sauce, mm-hmm. and salt, and just simmer it, and it's crazy. a delicious. Soup. Do you have
1: a spicer palate now from all these
2: years? Oh, yeah, crazy spice. I can't okay. eat. I'm offended if, first of all, if people give me a <laughs> jar of salsa or can't Mexican people buying salsa? No, we make it. <laughs> right, and I I can out I can pretty much eat hotter food than most people but wow. this is no this is more you know this soup I made my mother-in-law taught me and my neighbor was dying of brain cancer she could not eat anything and I was praying for her and it just fell in my heart make her a pot of a bondiga. so I t- called her kids and they said she can't keep food down you know for 10 days before she died she ate a, that soup that was wow. the only thing she could keep down oh. I'll send you girls the recipe.
1: Yeah. I'll have Samantha make it for me.
2: <laughs> yes, I know. I know she's, she's a healthy lady. I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh, I couldn't. She's this got girl. culinary like
1: flair, too. Okay, Samantha, I'll, I'm just going to skip myself. I have no idea. What are you having for dinner? I think I'm going to have
0: leftovers. Well, I don't, I don't know. Know. I know. I don't even know if I have leftovers. <laughs> I was actually like, oh, I had leftovers
2: I from a wedding for three days.
0: <laughs> maybe we're fasting tonight. Yeah, no, maybe. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, Linda, you are so special. Um, We're going to hold you to that next year. We're going to be at your conference. So anyway, make a spot for us. Um, (laughs) We love you. You're amazing. It sounds like you guys all of a sudden have this Guatemala connection too. So we'll see where God leads that. But (laughs) I
0: still can't believe that. It's so crazy.
1: But thank you so much. And honestly, um, your testimony is inspiring. And, um, you know, just keep sharing away. And um, we're just so grateful that you hopefully have touched many, many ladies with your story.
2: Praise the Lord. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you.
1: See See you you next next time, time, mamas. That was the worst one ever. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another Aligned Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from
0: you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See yeah. you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see clear through my mind. And the
2: secrets that shut my eyes.